the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 4th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. Some Nebraska judges are failing to follow state laws related to cash bail, court fees, and court fines. That's according to a two-year study in Douglas and Lancaster counties. The report by the ACLU of Nebraska finds defendants are not always being asked about their ability to pay bail and court costs, nor are they being informed of alternatives if lacking the funds. Sam Petto with ACLU of Nebraska says they noticed issues in about 40% of the cases they observed. He says cash bail disproportionately affects lower-income Nebraskans and is, ultimately, a type of debtor's prison. So if you imagine someone with the exact same circumstance, charge, etc., and they just have an extra $1,000 in their bank account, that person might be back out in the community at their job with the support structure they need while the other person sits in jail. Pedo also mentions the collateral consequences when someone who can't afford to pay bail or fees spends time behind bars, from losing a job to not being able to arrange childcare or fulfill caregiving responsibilities. The report recommendations include bench cards for judges with specifics related to bail and fees and legislative action, including eliminating cash bail. I'm Deborah Van Fleet. The study also found the largest number of people in jail in Douglas and Lancaster counties were there on a pretrial basis, with persons of color significantly overrepresented. A new land collective near the Russian River aims to provide a safe space for black, indigenous, and queer people to reconnect with the land. Shelterwood is a 900-acre parcel of forest and prairie that is set up to restore old-growth forest, uprooting both structural racism and invasive species. Co-founder Lyell Camargo is a transgender and gender nonconforming social activist of Yaqui and Mayo descent. They studied feminism and law, but pivoted to storytelling, especially about the climate crisis. We are paving a new narrative. We're paving people to see themselves as connected to nature. We're helping encourage black and brown people to see themselves as really powerful forces on how we engage with our ecosystem. I'm Suzanne Potter. This story produced with original reporting by Michaela Haas for Yes Media. Now from the New York Times, as the 118th Congress convened Tuesday, the election for House Speaker devolved into a pitched floor fight with mutiny among hard-right lawmakers creating political chaos not seen in the chamber in a century. Just before 5.30 p.m., after three votes failed to produce a winner, the House adjourned until noon today. The chamber cannot swear in members or perform actual work until a speaker is chosen, That means the nation's legislative process is at a standstill. This is Public News Service. Life-saving measures are getting a lot of attention this week after an NFL player went into cardiac arrest during a game. Medical staff applied CPR and a defibrillator shock to Buffalo Bills player Damar Hamlin after he collapsed on the field. The American Heart Association's Chrissy Meyer says it isn't only trained professionals who can help in these situations. She notes these medical emergencies often occur at home and says knowing what to do can potentially reverse the situation. CPR, when performed properly, can reoxygenate the brain. So if you start CPR right away and call 911, you can get that person the help that they need in an immediate time frame. Each year in the U.S., an estimated 350,000 people experience sudden cardiac arrest outside of a hospital setting. 
On its website, the Heart Association has a search tool to find a local CPR training opportunity. I'm Mike Bowen. The Heart Association says the rate of bystander CPR in North America is estimated at only around 40%, and only 1 in 10 people survive an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest. An environmental watchdog group says the recent Keystone Pipeline oil spill should serve as a warning to Michiganders if a proposed expansion of the Enbridge Line 5 project is approved. In early December, Keystone broke open and dumped 14,000 barrels of heavy tar sands oil into a creek on the Kansas-Nebraska border, causing major environmental damage. Sean McBrady is with the group Oil and Water Don't Mix. What the Keystone spill in Kansas goes to show, it's even new pipeline spill. There's no foolproof way to build these. There is no way to respond to a major oil spill effectively, especially in a place like the Straits of Mackinac. And finally, as climate smart technologies emerge, a Virginia nonprofit has developed job training to accommodate this growth. Edwin J. Vieira reports for Public News Service in partnership with the Solutions Journalism Network. Bridging the Gap is a Richmond-based program helping underrepresented people get work in the fields of solar power and energy efficiency. The program began in 2018 and held nine classes last year. The training prepares people for the North American Board of Certified Energy Practitioners exams to become certified for this work. Richard Walker, who started Bridging the Gap in Virginia, says providing opportunities to underserved populations is what motivates him. I want to bring the diversity, equity, and inclusion to the Commonwealth of Virginia. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. We are member and listener supported. Heard on radio stations big and small. Your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.